Welcome to the Way Church Service at Greystone with Pastor John. We invite you to join us at 1 Oakley Avenue in North Providence, Rhode Island. This podcast is presented to you by The Way Ministries, supported by listeners like you. For donations, live videos, podcasts, and more, please visit www.thewayministriesri.org. Thank you and have a great day. Come on, now, back there, hey, smile. I'm not going to start until I get a smile. You better smile. Don't lock the doors. Nobody's getting out. You're not getting away with it. <laughs> All right. You got a lot to be grateful for, a lot to smile about, especially in this nation. God blesses us with the freedom to worship. Yeah. All right. Welcome to the Way Church service at Greystone. I want to thank everyone for coming out this morning to get a portion of God's word. Amen. First and foremost, let's thank our risen Savior this morning. Thank you, Jesus, for making all this possible for us by going to the cross, shedding your blood for the forgiveness of our sins, and becoming the final sacrifice for our sins so we can have a new life, spiritual life, eternal life, and a new purpose here on planet Earth for all who believe in the one and only Son of God. We gather here to learn about our Creator and find our purpose here and use it to glorify God and to serve our Lord and Savior and one another. Our goal, this ministry has a specific goal, and that is to grow spiritually and start to handle life God's way, not our way. God's Word, which is the Bible, becomes the owner's manual to our lives. And we study it, learn it, apply it, To see how God wants us to live, how to think, how to act, how to treat ourselves and others. Thank you, Jesus. Each part of his body is very precious to God. One body, many parts. We're all all part of the same body as Jesus is at the head. I want to personally welcome all of you to the way. We depend on God's grace, not our own power, to accomplish his will for our lives. Amen? Also, I want to say hello to our family of watching from the live feed who can't be with here, here with us this morning. If you'd like to worship with us in unity of the Spirit this morning, we love you all and thank you for your continued support. And if you do have a cell phone, can you please silence it so it doesn't disturb this morning's service? And we will start with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Gracious Father, our Lord and Savior Jesus, thank you for allowing us this beautiful day and opportunity to gather together as your family to worship honor and glorify you lord thank you lord help us all be unity in the spirit this morning lord and leave our flesh at the door lord so we can get a crystal clear message through your word and by your spirit lord and help us lord to always put you first in our lives lord as all of us fight for that lord but thank you for your matchless grace and tender hearted mercies that begin afresh every day lord so we can continue to carry out our purpose and your will for our lives so we can glorify you and build your kingdom. We say a special prayer for the people who want well. We say our prayer for our little sister Giselle to keep her safe. Our brother George, that you heal him and bring him back to us soon. Our sister Doreen, that you heal her. And all the people in need in our church, Lord, that need prayer, Lord. Let us always lift one another up and build each other up and never to tear each other down, Lord. 
And as always, let everything be led by your spirit this morning, Father, and not our flesh. And it's in Jesus' mighty name that we pray. Amen and amen. All right, we're going to stand and worship the Lord. Brittany's going to come up.
He's with us always, even in the storms. Amen? He brings us through the storms. All right. How's everybody doing this morning? All right? It's great to see everybody. What a beautiful day. Boy, we've been out of an awesome winter so far, huh? Thank you, Jesus, right? He's given us some mercy in this, from the snow. <laughs> I don't mind the winter, but the snow, boy, when you get a lot of that, it's tough. <laughs> All right, we are going to begin this morning in Isaiah chapter 26. We are using the black Bibles in the pews, so please you help yourself to them. And there is a blue card in there if you have tr- troubles getting to the Scripture. Our sister Donna printed them out for us so we can make it a little bit easier. So let's give a round of applause to everybody this morning. The movie was a great success last night. It was an awesome movie. Letting us know about our spirituality and our growth. And we're going to have to answer for everything that we do after we get saved to the judgment seat. That was a beautiful movie and an awesome opportunity to get our hearts right. And check ourselves before we wreck ourselves. It was an awesome movie. For sure. <laughs> we tend to always wreck ourselves and then check ourselves. God's saying, I got a better way. Let's check ourselves before we wreck ourselves. So we know we could get rooted here. What else? What's really important in life? One life to live will soon be passed. It's only what's done for Christ will last. Everything else gets burned up. All your fleshly works and things that you do. Get burned up. Only what you do and glorify Jesus Christ will remain. Amen? So with that in mind, we should always live to honor and glorify Him, not ourselves. How about a big amen there? And that takes time, and we're all a work in progress. Amen? The human heart is so selfish and set on itself. We have to learn how to break free of that and live in the Spirit. Amen? And no, it's not about us, but we're here to build each other up. And honor each other. Amen? Alright, Isaiah chapter 26. Let's go in verse 1. I can't go back, obviously. <laughs> but I can go forward. Just like all of us can't go back. All we can do is learn from the mistakes and grow. Amen? Forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. Each day is a brand new start. I ask for holy amnesia every morning to forget whatever anybody offended me or did anything to harm me or I harmed anyone else to make things right. Amen? So we can have a clean heart and a clean conscience when we go before the Lord, when He comes back. And the way things look, it seems like He's going to come back sooner than, uh, than later, for sure. As the Scriptures tell us, the end times are going to be like. Okay, verse 1. In that day, song of praise to the Lord, everyone in the land of Judah will sing this song. Our city is strong. We are surrounded by the walls of God's salvation. So we can say just right now, our church is strong. It is surrounded by the walls of God's salvation. Amen? Open the gates to all who are righteous. Allow the faithful to enter. You will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. Trust in the Lord always, for the Lord God is the eternal rock. He humbles the proud and brings down 
the arrogant city. He brings it down to dust. The poor and oppressed trample it underfoot, and the needy walk all over it. Verse 7. But for those who are righteous, the way is not steep and rough. You are a God who does what is right. So what's he saying in this verse? For those who are righteous, the way is not... It's not hard to live for God when your heart is right. It's saying, but those who are righteous, the way is not steep and rough. It's not a hard walk in the Spirit. You are a God who does what is right, and you smooth out the path ahead of them. What does he do? When we trust in the Lord, he smooths out the paths ahead of us. Lord, we show our trust in you. How do we show our trust in the Lord? Lord, we show our trust in you by obeying your laws or your word. Our heart's desire is to glorify your name. How about a big amen there? Amen. Our heart's desire, what's your heart's desire? Is it to glorify you or is it to glorify him? All the good deeds and the works that you do for the Lord are to glorify him, to raise up his name and bring your name down here. Amen? That's what humility is all about. In the night I search for you. In the morning I earnestly seek you. For only when you come to judge the earth will people learn what is right. Do you hear that? For only when you come to judge the earth will people learn what is right. How hard-hearted is the, is the, is the heart, human heart? It says, only when you come back will people learn to do what is right. Your kindness to the wicked does not make them do good. Although others do right, the wicked keep doing wrong and take no notice of the Lord's majesty. O oh Lord, they pay no attention to your upraised fist. Show them your eagerness to defend your people. Then they will be ashamed. Let your fire consume your enemies. Lord, you will grant us peace. <clears throat> and we have accomplished. All we have accomplished is really from you. Did you hear that? Verse 12. Lord, you will grant us peace. All we have accomplished is really from you. Every accomplishment that each of us has ever completed comes from God. Amen? He's the one who gets the glory. He gives us the ability to be successful, to make money, to raise a family, to have a good job, to meet our needs. He's the one that does it. Amen? Let us never, never forget that. Amen? Amen. All right, we're going to continue this morning on the ways God talked to us. And we also have, the Lord's been writing on my heart to share this message with you that's coming up. And it's all about controlling our tongue. And I said, oh boy, Lord, this is going to be a tough one. And it's coming. Because this is a problem that we have in church. Controlling what comes out of this mouth is really what is in your heart. I get a big amen here. All right, but before we go there, I want to finish up on what we were talking about, how the Lord speaks to us. We said a few things. We're going to go over them by way of reviews. The first way he speaks to us, through nature. You take a look outside, we see the majesty of God. The second way he speaks to us is through the word of God, through the Bible. The third way he speaks to us is through prayer. We pray to him, and we listen to his voice, and we hear our Lord. And if you want all the scriptures, just go back to the website and go on there. All the scriptures tied into that are there. Amen? The fourth one we talked about 
was dreams, to be careful about the dreams, because we can get dreams from God, and we can get dreams from the enemy. We have to be able to discern them, that's why it's important to know the word of God. And the fifth one is through the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit guides us, comforts us, convicts us, and teaches us all truth. He's the ultimate teacher. Big amen. All right, now the, la the that's where we left off, and we're going to go to the sixth one. There's two more. The sixth one is through wise counsel. Okay, the Lord speaks to us through wise counsel. When Jesus began his ministry, he didn't call one disciple, he called twelve. Okay, Jesus was our example of going to God first, but also working with other people to share his message. In our imperfect human condition, we all have blind spots and need the help of wise counsel. Let us follow the example of Christ to seek wise counsel in the confirmation of God's ways. Please turn with me to Proverbs, please. Chapter 5. Oh, matter of fact, go to chapter 1 for us. Go to chapter 1. We're going to stay in Proverbs for a couple of years. Is everybody with me so far? Okay, pay attention. <laughs> I'm watching. <laughs> if you're here, wake up! If I see somebody snoozing in the back. <laughs> but unfortunately, we don't have that here. Everybody wants to get a message from the Lord. Amen? That's an awesome thing. I hear the pages flipping. Proverbs chapter 1. Look at verse 5. Proverbs chapter 1, verse 5. Let the wise listen and add to their learning, and let the discerning get guidance. How about a big amen there? Let the wise listen and add to their learning. So we never arrive. We're always in a learning state. We never, we're never, we never have a closed mind. We're always open to hear what people have to say, especially through guidance. All right, stay in me in Proverbs. Now go to chapter 5. When I went before the Lord and he told me to speak about controlling our tongue, I said, Lord, are you sure you want me to teach on this subject? He says, you go do it, John, because that's what they need. I said, oh boy. <laughs> it's coming. <laughs> I can't. I can only do what he tells me to do, amen? Oh boy. Sometimes being a pastor is not easy. Especially with the messages he gives me. Whoa. <laughs> All right, Proverbs 5. Verse 1. My son, pay attention to my wisdom and listen carefully to my wise counsel. Then you will show discernment and your lips will express what you have learned. So it's always good to follow the Bible. Proverbs is an awesome book. As a matter of fact, there's 31 Proverbs. It would be a good thing to do is every day read a, read a proverb. It helps get you wiser and learn more. And get an amen here. It's always good. There's 31. Read one a day. That's not really hard to do. All right. The seventh one. The last one we're going to talk about this morning in this subject is past experiences. 
We learn, we hear God's voice through past experiences. Every person can think of a lesson they have learned from their past. As Christ's disciple, we can also think of a time when Jesus brought us a revelation that changed our mind or decision. The reason for many of the festivals in the Old Testament was to remind God's people of his faithfulness. If you are struggling to hear God, take time to look back at your past and write down the times God spoke to you through his word or other people through a song or a sermon or a friend. Never forget the faithfulness of God from your past. How about a big amen there? Only be careful to watch yourselves closely so that you do not forget the things your eyes have seen. Go to Deuteronomy chapter 4, please. The Bible says, if you search for me, you will find me. If you're looking to hear from God, and your heart is in the right condition, you will hear his voice. If you don't want to hear from him, you won't. Trust me. He'll stay silent. Some of us don't want to hear God's voice because we want to do what we want to do. But when we're ready to hear his voice, and our heart is in the right condition, he will speak to each and every one of us. Okay, big, big amen there. It all depends on your heart. Look at verse, Deuteronomy 4, look at verse 9. But watch out, be careful never to forget what you yourself have seen. Do not let these memories escape from your mind as long as you live. And be sure to pass them on to your children and grandchildren. Never forget the day when you stood before the Lord your God at Mount Sinai, where he told me, summon the people before me, and I will personally instruct them. Then they will learn to fear me, as long as they live, and they will teach their children to fear me also. How about a big amen there? Why do I always stress to read the whole Bible from Genesis to Revelation? Because when you understand the God of the Old Testament, he is a God that has to be reverenced. He is he, to give us reverence and fear of what he can possibly do to get his people back on track. He will chasten us. His love is not like our love. His lo our love is like, oh, they're okay, don't. God will chasten us because he loves us to keep us in the right condition. Can I get an amen here? His love is unconditional and he does what he has to do to get us back in line. Now you may not like that, but no medicine is good when you first take it. But it always brings a peaceful harvest of right living for those who are trained that way. That's what it tells us in Hebrews. How about a big amen there? God's always trying to teach us and he's always trying to correct us. Listen, if you find yourself always trying to correct other people, it's time to stop doing that and let God correct you. Because when you're trying to correct other people, it's really what's wrong with you. You just can't see it, and God will show you. If you want grace and mercy from God, you have to give grace and mercy to others. How about a big amen there? The judgment that you give, you will get back from God. Okay. So God always speaks to his kids, look for him and listen. God created you with your unique looks, personality, talents, and quirks. He knows you inside and out. He's never surprised by you, nor does he value and love you for every change. 
Not everyone will hear God in a particular way. Each person must work with Jesus to know how God and Jesus talks to them. God's greatest desire is to dwell within us on earth and for eternity. Living God's truths that he hears you and talks to you. Begin your day expecting to hear from him as you watch the sun rise. How's what a big amen there? You take a good look outside in the morning when that beautiful sun comes up. God's speaking to you right there. What a beautiful day, right? You got up this morning. Just remember one thing. Always be grateful that you even woke up this morning because somebody didn't. When you, when you wake up with an attitude like that, you can have a great day. And I'm just grateful to be alive this morning, amen? No matter what problems I face, God is with me. He'll never leave me nor forsake me. And he will guide me every step of the way if I'm faithful to him and trust him, amen? Trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. So if you want to be a happy, happy Christian, joyous, 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 you have to trust God and you have to also what? Obey what he tells you to do. Other than that, you're going to be miserable. Why is God doing that to me? I'm a good person. That shouldn't happen to me. Because you're not trusting him and you're not obeying him. He's doing it for a reason. There's something in your heart that needs to change and he's going to show you what it is. Like everything. How about a big amen there? Amen. All right, you ready for this subject now? Get the band-aids out. Get the band-aids out. Now, this is good. This is some good medicine, okay? I studied this. I want us to go to the book of James. <laughs> James chapter 3. We're going to break into this subject this morning. It's going to take a few Messages on this, maybe more than a few. We'll see how that goes. James chapter 3, Controlling the tongue. Oh boy. Dear brothers and sisters, not many of you should become teachers in the church, for we who teach will be judged more strictly. So I already understand that one. Indeed, now he's talking about all of us. We all make many mistakes. Can I get any men here? We all make many mistakes. That's why there's erases on pencils, right? Because we all make mistakes. But I don't know why they don't put erases on the ones at the golf course. <laughs> why? So you can't erase it and doctor it up, right? You can't die. <laughs> so I'm not putting erases on there. <laughs> Throw a little humor in there, okay? Because it's going to get deep. Indeed, we make all, many mistakes. For if we could control our tongues... 
we would be perfect or mature and could also control ourselves in other, every other way. What he's trying to say here, if we can control this, we can control every other desire in our heart. If we can get hold of what comes out of this mouth. Wow. It says, if we could, we'd be perfect. It can also control ourselves in every other way. We can make a large horse go wherever we want by means of a small bit in its mouth. Right? They put the bit in the horse's mouth. They tug on it which way. It causes pain and he goes in that direction. Okay? And a small rudder makes a huge ship turn wherever the pilot chooses to go. You ever see one of them big cruise ships? All this gut is this rudder about this big that turns it, the whole thing. The size of the ship and the size of the rudder is way off. Now look what it says. Turn wherever the pilot chooses. Even though the winds are strong, in the same way, the tongue is a small thing that makes grand speeches. But a tiny spot can set a great forest on fire. And among all the parts of the body, the tongue is a flame of fire. It is a whole world of wickedness, corrupting your entire body. It can set your whole life on fire, for it is set on fire by hell itself. People can tame all kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and fish, but no one can tame the tongue. It's restless, and evil, and full of deadly poison. Wow. Three things. Restless, evil, and full of deadly poison. Sometimes it praises our Lord and Father, and sometimes it curses those who have made in the image of God. So we're praising the Lord and cursing our brothers. <laughs> wow, right? And so blessing and cursing come pouring out of the same mouth. Surely, my brothers and sisters, this is not right. Does a spring of water bubble out with both fresh water and bitter water? Does a fig tree produce olives or a grapevine produce figs? No, and you can't draw fresh water from a salty spring. True wisdom comes from God. If you are wise and understand God's ways, now it says, if you're wise and you understand God's ways, a lot of people that think that they're mature spiritually, prove it by living an honorable life, doing good works with the humility that comes from wisdom. Here's the Bible book. But if you are bitterly jealous and there is selfish ambition in your heart, don't cover up the truth with boasting and lying. For jealousy and selfishness are not God's kind of wisdom. Such things are earthly, worldly, unspiritual, what's the other one? And demonic. Listen to what it says. Jealousy, selfishness are not God's kind of wisdom. So jealousy and selfishness are worldly, unspiritual, and demonic. Can I get an amen there? Amen. So if you're jealous and selfish, that is not spiritual, that is your flesh. Although you can come to church, worship the Lord, read your Bible, means absolutely nothing if you're what? Jealous and selfish. 
Look what it says in verse 16. For wherever there is jealousy and selfish ambition, there you will find disorder and evil of every kind. That's what destroys the church. Selfishness and jealousy destroys the body of Christ. That's why it's important that we come to church in the spirit with love and understanding and grace and acceptance. Can I get an amen there? Now, now he's going to tell us what the wisdom from above is, is what we all should be seeking. But the wisdom from above, don't you can't go anywhere else for the wisdom from above, but through the word of God. Okay? So don't go to the world for your wisdom. Go to God for your wisdom. Christians go too much to the world for wisdom. It's not from God. It's from the world. It's a counterfeit. It's full. Look at it. Look what it says. The wisdom from above is pure. It is peace-loving, gentle at all times, and willing to yield to others. It is full of mercy and the fruit of good deeds. It shows no favoritism and is always sincere. And those who are peacemakers will plant seeds of peace and reap a harvest of righteousness or of good things or of justice. So it's saying those who are peacemakers. Let me ask you this, church. Are you here, are you a peacemaker? Or are you a troublemaker and a peacetaker? Always looking at other things and complaining about the church, complaining about people, complaining what you got to do. Are you a peacemaker or are you a peacetaker? So that's how you know you're getting your wisdom from the devil and not from God. When you come to church full of gossip, and slander, and envy, and talk highly of certain people and not of others. The Bible says we're all equal in God's eyes. Can I get an amen here? And we're all in the same boat, and we're all healing from what? Sin. Because all of us are born sinners. So when you judge someone else, you're just judging yourself. Because we're all full of sin and unrighteousness without Jesus. Amen? Thank God for His grace and mercy. So, how do you know your maturity? You know your spiritual growth by what comes out of this mouth. Because what comes out of this mouth is really the real you. Can I get an amen here? Amen. <laughs> I didn't get any ouches. I don't get it. Not ouches. All right, so how can I learn to control my tongue? All right, I'm going to say, I'm going to teach some keys to taming that tongue. Okay. You ready? The first one. <laughs> Take responsibility for your words. Okay? You probably know the pain of regretting words you have spoken. Words of pride, dishonesty, envy, gossip, or anger. Although you can seek to be restore bruised relationships through the repentance and forgiveness... Spoken words can never be retrieved or retracted. Remember that. After it comes out, you can't take it back. What does the Holy Spirit do? If you're smart, you let the Holy Spirit put the stop sign on. Stop. You know what you want to say is not good and edifying, so don't go there. Don't say anything. Go with me to Ephesians chapter 4. This is here to help you, not to hurt you. Can I get an amen here? I'm not here to tear you up. I'm here to teach you. 
Because a lot of us think we're further along than we really are. Because then when we start looking, it comes out of here, we'll say, oh, we need a long way to go. Can I get an amen here? All right. Ephesians chapter 4, go with me to verse 29 as we break into this. Now, all of, the, all of us want to use good words and good... Yes, we do. But we know we have something else that stops us. It's called the flesh. It stops us from doing the God's will. So what do we have to do? We have to stop feeding the flesh and start feeding the spirit so the spirit can overcome the flesh. It's not rocket science. That's the, whatever you feed is going to win. You keep feeding your flesh... And listening to gossip and slander and going to worldly resources for your, for your solutions, you're going to grow worldly. If you go to the Bible and to wise counsel like we all talked about, you're going to start to grow spiritually and take the wise advice from the word of God instead. Can I get an amen here? Pay attention now. Look at verse 29. God's going to talk to you right now. Don't use foul or abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those that hear them. Let me ask you this. When you talk to people, what are the words you talk about? Are you talking about things that are building up people and edifying them? Or are you speaking words that tear people down and discourage people? Because your words are very powerful as a Christian. The words you say have a lot of power. Now, look at verse 30. And don't bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit by the way you live. Remember, he has identified you as his own, or he has put his seal on you. So you are sealed until the day of redemption. Remember that. Guaranteeing that you will be saved on the day of redemption. That's the guarantee. Now look at verse 31. Because of that, what should be the outcome? Get rid of all bitterness. How many of us still have bitterness in us? Rage. How many of us have outbursts of rage? Anger. How many, how many, who has anger issues in here? Come on, no. You don't have to raise your hand. We already know. At any given time. Harsh words. How many of us, when we get angry, what comes out of our mouth? Them harsh words that tear each other apart. Even our loved ones, we talk to our wives and our husbands, and we tear them up. Our kids, we talk down to them. Instead of building them up. And what else? Slander. What slander? Gossip. The worst sin in the church. Talking about other people. And how do you know it's gossip? If you can't say it with the person there, that means it is gossip. So the next time you want to say something that's going to tear somebody down, make sure the person you're tearing down is with you. Then you'll know if it's gossip or not. Can I get a big amen there? The church is full of gossip and slander, and it should not be. Can I get an amen here? It comes out of this mouth. <laughs> Harsh words and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. Now it's telling us to remove that and to what? Replace it with the spirit, which is what? Be kind to each other. So when you feel like being mean to someone, what do you do? Instead of being mean, you be kind. Say, 
I really want to be mean right now, but I'm going to be kind because I'm going to do it the other way. I'm going to do it God's way. It's a transition. It's from removal and replacement. Instead, be kind to each other. Tenderhearted. Forgiving one another. Just as God through Christ has forgiven you. So what is, what is the biggest thing to do? Forgive and forget. When you wake up every day, whatever happened yesterday, forgive them. If not, if you start to let a root of bitterness grow in your heart, you will die spiritually and you can come to church for the rest of your life and not grow one bit. As long as there's bitterness in your heart. Until you remove it and replace it with God's love, where you will not grow one inch or one iota no matter how many times you come back to church. Can I get an amen here? Okay. So consider the following ways, okay, to tame your tongue, okay? Number one, or number two, rely on God's strength to aid you, to aid you in this. With human effort alone, no one can tame his tongue. Human effort, no one can tame their tongue. Why does it, where does it say that? I just read it in James 3 verse 8. No one can tame the tongue. It's restless and evil, fully de deadly poison. Sometimes it praises our Lord, and sometimes it curses those who have been made in the image of God. Only by the grace of God in your life can you seek to control your speech. Can I get an amen here? Now, what, are we, what scripture will we tie into that? Go with me to Philippians chapter 4. As I stand up here before you, I get judged more strictly. So I have to be even more careful what comes out of this mouth as a teacher. It's not easy. Because I got this stubborn Italian heart. It's from the street. That every time something comes up that's not right, that guy wants to come out. And I can't. And sometimes I'm like, I'm running the spray booth and I'm doing it. Ah! Because I, I mean, I'm a representative of the Lord. People know that I'm a pastor. Whatever comes out of this mouth, I can't take it back. It's coming out. So what's that going to mean? I can't take it back. So people are going to evaluate the value of spirituality by what comes out of your mouth. Say, remind me not to go to that church. What church do you go to? After you, you know, after you spew all that deadly poison out of your mouth. Oh, remind me not to go to that church. You just stop someone to come into church. That's how important it is to tame this thing. I'm at work. Very few words come out of my mouth unless they're good and edifying. My mother taught me this a long time ago. If you ain't got nothing good to say, don't say anything at all. That's such a simple phrase, but how hard is it to keep? But you're not getting away with it either. You're judged too. As believers, what comes out of your mouth. Especially after I'm teaching you this lesson, you're going to be judged more quickly for what's coming out of your mouth because I'm now educating you of what God's telling you to do. Can I get any men here? Ignorance is not going to be bliss after today, my brothers and sisters. <laughs> Look what it says in Philippians 4, verse 13. 
Everybody knows this verse. For I can do everything through Christ or through the one or through the word who gives me strength. When it says through Christ, it's the word of God that gives us the strength to tame our tongue. That's what it is. The one who gives us the strength is Jesus Christ. And the strength is the power of the word of God. That is because, that is why I tell everybody, you have to read the Bible. That is your source of power. Anything other than that is your flesh. You can't, you can try to attract it yourself. But that only lasts for so long and what's in your heart will come out eventually. You know it does. You can hold it in, it's like a volcano. You drop a paperclip on the floor, they get six months of you. Because you held it all in. Usually the one living with you gets all of that. And sometimes the poor people in the church, too. Right? Why is this happening to me? Why am I going to do this? Why am I going to do this? Complain, 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 saying, but I love Jesus. You're not serving Jesus by complaining. You're not serving the Lord when you complain. As a matter of fact, you're complaining about the Lord when you complain. Instead of saying, thank you, Lord, I'm even grateful for the opportunity to clean or to do something for the church or to be here for somebody. It's an honor, not a chore. When you're in the spirit, everything you do for God is a joy. No matter if it's cleaning the toilet or if it's what, anything here, putting out the paper, anything, opening the door, Helping somebody get out of the car? All of that. You do it for the glory of God, amen? Not as a problem. That's how you know you're in the flesh. When you're complaining about what you do for God, or anybody for that matter. Because you have a new spirit of God in you. I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. Can I get an amen there? Even control this deadly viper that's in my mouth. You, you know it. Oh, I hate them, and I can't stand that, and I don't like them people, and I don't want to go there, and ew, I'm not going to answer my phone for them. Everybody, the phone will be ringing. They'll look at it. Realizing that God is the one that sent that phone call to you to grind you down and change you. It's disobeying God when you don't do it. Oh, me? No, I just don't feel like talking to them. Well, it's not about you. It's about him. God wants you to answer the phone. I can't get an amen. Let's get a big ouch. Because God is the one controlling everything in your life as a Christian. If Whether you know it or not, that's to show your level of maturity. Whatever comes in front of you, God put there. And if you disobey it, you're disobeying God, not anybody else but. Can I get an amen here? Amen. Wait a minute. No, no. I'll get to them later. That cell phone can be a big blessing or it can be a curse. Because you know when people want to get to you, they can. And when you're not answering the phone, they know that you're not answering the phone for a reason, that you're too busy with yourself. 
or something else is going on that you don't want p- people to hear your voice because it's so. Because <laughs> I've been at the tavern too long. I can't talk to anybody tonight. Can't get any men getting out. Or I'm too busy with other people. Then to serve God's house. Then who's it all about? Amen. Second one. Dedicate your heart and your tongue to the Lord each day. You face new circumstances and new conversations every day. Regularly acknowledging your need for discernment in God's grace helps you remain conscious, conscious of your words. But be careful what comes out of this mouth. Go with me to Psalms 19. Is everybody liking this subject so far? <laughs> it should be, you should be liking it, saying, yeah, I do. i got to control this mode. I represent Jesus Christ wherever I go, whatever I say, whoever I talk to. That shows my spiritual maturity, not how many words of the Bible I know. Psalm 19. Look at verse 12. There's only one that can help us. There's only one who can help us. And that's God. The Word of God. Look at verse 12 of Psalms 19. How can I know all the sins lurking in my heart? Cleanse me from these hidden faults. Keep your servant from deliberate sins. Don't let them control me. See it? Don't let them control me. Who is he asking for help to? Who's he asking to help him control it? God. See it? He's saying, keep your servant from deliberate sins. All of us have deliberate sin in us. Don't let them control me. You know it as well as I do, the sins that trip you up all the time. You know which ones they are, and so does God. And he's saying, don't let them control me. Then I will be free of guilt. You know it as well as I do. Them deliberate, those deliberate sins give you what? A guilty conscience. They make you feel lucky. After you commit them, they gratify you for a minute, then you feel like, what after? Terrible. So I wish I didn't do that. Instead of saying, I'm not going to do it, and later I can glorify God. Say, thank you, Jesus, that I didn't do what I wanted to do. I did what you wanted me to do instead. And I get an amen here. Don't let them control me. Then I'll be free of guilt and innocent of great sin. Now look at verse 14. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing to you. So what is God saying? He wants you to please him, not other people. He wants you to please him by what comes out of your mouth and the meditation and what's in your heart. Let them be pleasing to you. And who's he calling? Oh, Lord, my rock and my redeemer. On Christ, the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. So all of us need a good dose of what? Tongue control. 
So next time we come in, I'm going to have a big roll of duct tape. <laughs> I'm going to ask you how your tongue was this week. And when you be honest with me, I'm going to have to cover all your mouths with duct tape. Oh, they got the mask now with the zipper in the front. I think we got them before. You got two ears to hear, one mouth to speak. Keep your mouth shut when it's supposed to be shut. And let what? The Spirit speak. Amen? Amen. All right, we're going to have to stop there, but there's plenty more. <laughs> there's plenty more. So I'm hoping that the pews get even more full because this is what Christians need to hear because we all need to edify that. Thank you for letting me share that with you. I'm going to call the ushers up to collect, take the collection, and we are going to close on a good note. Just don't throw anything up there, okay? No tomatoes or anything. <laughs> I'm gonna duck behind a few. <laughs> <laughs>
God's always thinking of us. Amen? Drew, you want to come up and close us this morning, please? Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you for this message we need to hear, Lord. I just pray you take this medicine, Lord, and absorb it, Lord. We just thank you for being patient with us, Lord. Yes, Lord. You know we're, we're weak, Lord, but in your spirit we can be strong, Lord. And I just pray that you give us the grace with ourselves, Lord. Let us be gracious with other people, Lord, and bring us back to grow and learn more of your word so we can fill this, Lord. And I just pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Services over, everybody. Have a great day. Until we meet again, God bless. Peace.